But Dark. they are full size scores, so I said I was ready. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. It is Tuesday night, and this is... Tuesday night. Tuesday night, Pod Bros. We already started the intro. <laughs> you messed it up. Sorry, go ahead. You That's can go right. again. No, we're good. This is Pod Bros. A production of Sound, Sound Bros, Bros Productions. 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 Predictions. Anyway, um, we are coming at to you from the studio, the Sound Bros Productions studio, uh, soon to have. <laughs> Thank you for the wheezing into the microphone. <coughs> Sorry. Soon to have what? Uh, soon to have a live um, video recorded Sound Bros. Studio audience? No, we're not going to be in front of a studio audience because I don't know how many people we can cram in the studio. <laughs> oh, I don't know. We could probably get maybe like 10, 15 we people. We could probably get here. a good number of people in here. <laughs> we'll just sit right there or, with, or with the people and then if do we're a gonna step do, up If we're going to do the, uh, yeah, the we're green screen. Yeah, we're going to do the thing on that side. We're do do the green screen. studio audience? We could, no, no, no. Can no, I have no. a laugh track? I want no, a laugh no. track. We set up a TV outside and we have everyone sit out in the, in the oh, living room. Oh, yeah, on the screen. In front of a live studio audience. And then we just have to have a microphone out there to hear them laughing. Right. So that, Or booing. Or booing. Right. Boo. And we, so Anyway, we uh, we have a spot in our studio which is perfectly suited for um, the gentleman's study slash live show thing. Or so, chanting. Jerry. Jer- Jer- no. Oh, ooh, no. No, that's not it. Uh, no, no, well, no. It, I'm not Jerry. So Luke. That doesn't work. Well, if you use my full name. Lucas, Lucas. No? No. How about I use my middle name? Nah, too many syllables. <laughs> Bartholomew. <laughs> Bartholomew. <laughs> That's not my middle name. That's not my middle name. Who are you guys chanting you guys for chanting out there? For? Bartholomew. He's <laughs> outside. Guys, let me in. <laughs> um, anyway, so um, hello and welcome to the new listeners. Uh, a couple of my coworkers were like, oh, you have a podcast, and then went and looked it up. Hey, uh, guess what we're on? What? We're on Spotify. Wow. How perfect is that? Wow. Wait, let it go. Let it go. Oh, it's so beautiful. It's magical. Do you hear the birds chirping? It's beautiful. It's like an Asian flute over the wind. We will claim it for China. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, brilliant. Well, I hope that person leaves a message. Who was it? No idea. Don't recognize the number. Great. So, who knows? Um, Chances are somebody calling me 
at night like that. Although, wait, what time is it? We're at 8 o'clock, so definitely probably, uh, definitely somebody, you know. Sorry, that was the sound of an incoming message. Um, well, I mean, if we're, if we're going that route, you know, we can just do, uh, you know. Ooh. Well, so anyway. Well, that was the Asian flute. This is the river. No? We do not wash our pits in the pool of sacred tears. Sorry, is that what you said? I see you have found the ancient petri of enlightenment. Oh, I thought it was the work of the petri. Speaking of Kung Fu Panda. That's funny. There is no good there news or no bad news. news or There's bad only news. news. Tai Long has, has escaped. That's bad, bad news. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So let let since I'm going through these and I'm seeing names on here, let's let's talk about this for a moment. So, do you have this thing they have on the phone? It's called TikTok. No, I don't okay. have a TikTok. So I don't have it either. I don't. I don't actually have any social media so, at all, okay. so except have, for except for Pinterest. Right. So I have Instagram. Don't um, judge me. Much. And uh, oh look, they left me a voicemail. Um, so I have Instagram, right? And um, and and I saw this for a little while. It's this chicken wing song. The chicken wing. Have you chicken heard the chicken wing? Chicken wing. Chicken wing. Well, here we'll just play it. I think. I don't. I think that was a thing before so, TikTok. Yeah. So my question is: is so where did they first off? Where did they come from? And like, why is that a thing? Who knows? Who cares? Oh, okay. I think they're just funny. It definitely came about before TikTok. TikTok is a rare, fairly new thing, from what I understand. Well, I mean, within the last couple of years. So oh, you know, you're right. Yeah. You, you okay over there? I am doing great. That is fantastic. Although I don't microphone smells nasty. All of these on my phone. Where did all these come from? I don't know. Oh, these are not my saved content. That's why. There we go. Luke, watch out! Someone fired some photon torpedoes at you. Ooh. Uh, some Star Wars photon torpedoes. What? What? Did Gandalf fire them? Noob. He did. From Did he use his magic wand? Yes. From Hogwarts? From Hogwarts. <laughs> In a land far, far away. <laughs> Was he standing? <laughs> well, if that's the case... I mean, we could do an entire show of just sounds like this. I mean, for real. Luke. I'm just wondering if you could answer a question for me. Sure. Actually, if you could ask a question for me. But first, oh, there it is. I need you to ask me a question. Um, I need you to ask me how many forces I have. How many forces do you have? Tens of thousands. 
Do you want me to show them to you? <laughs> Let's walk out under the balcony. Oh, thank you. Excellent. Excellent. But remember. Remember. Ah, <laughs> uh, not the beard. Not the beard. Oh, wait. Oh. Potatoes. Okay, well. That is no orc horn. <laughs> Very good. Okay, and then, of course, you know this one. Of course. It's an elephant. I just... Okay, so since we're on it for a moment, the, you know, Lord of the Rings, such an epic movie. Movies. Movies. Such plural. epic books. Indeed. Right? I mean, just... Well, my favorite is still Saruman's horn. So good. Anyway. So good. So hey, hey, so Luke. Should, just to be, just, should wait, we just, should we stay here? Just to be clear, Luke. Should just, we should we stay here? Should we stay here? I don't know. Should we? Run, you fools! Run, you fools! <laughs> fly, so, fly, you fools! Just just to be clear. Okay, I'm, I'm ready. Gandalf shot the photon torpedoes in Star Wars from Hogwarts with his magic wand through the Stargate. <laughs> All while on the Babylon 5 space station. Yes. <laughs> after the Cylons nuked Earth. <laughs> right, right, yes. That's what they're called, right? Cylons? And that was after he got back to Earth from being transported through Farscape. Yes? Right. Yes. And that calls for... Unscheduled off-world activation. Okay, this is fun. I'm enjoying this. So... How are you? So, of course, if we are... If we are... Because we're kind of all over the place. But if we were talking about... Ooh, very good. Um... Trends? Yes. Okay, so there's this one trend that we have had the habit of doing. Um, so if you... <laughs> Sorry, we're just landing on the planet. Don't mind Brilliant. me. So if, if for whatever reason you decide to hire Sound Bros Productions <laughs> for your wedding... Ooh, wedding. Um, and, and you want us to play some music that is, you know, upbeat, but that will get people dancing. Okay. We can guarantee... That at some point, you will hear this song. <laughs> Don't discourage people from from hiring us. It's a Baby Shark Trap remix. So the first time we did that, I have to tell the story. So the first time we did that was at one of the first weddings we were doing. And uh, there was nobody on the dance floor. Everybody was just kind of milling around. I mean, it was a good time. It wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like... You know, they were not having a, everybody's having a good time. But the bride was like, play something to get the people dancing. I want I want to dance, you know. And I was like, oh, right. okay, sure. So you remember the look on her face when I played it? Because the beginning of the song starts as if it is actually the Baby Shark song. And she makes a beeline for me across the floor. But the beat dropped 
when she was in the middle of the dance floor, and she got almost tackled by her bridesmaids dancing. Which was hilarious. <laughs> Which was awesome. So it kind of became a tradition. We decided that, you know, at a wedding, when we get to do weddings, we like to just kind of throw that in there and have fun. And so then the next wedding we did, we did, uh, we did of course, Maya and Wes's wedding, which was amazing. Um, oh, no, you weren't there for that one. You missed that one. I'm sorry. Now I feel bad. Maya and Wes. Yeah, Maya, Maya and Wesley Traver. They're uh, friends of ours through the Sylvester's. Oh, yeah, I wasn't at that one. Yeah, you missed that one. That was at, that was at the Vibe Center, which is an awesome I also, place. I also wasn't at uh, the next one either. Correct. Um, but I played it at Maya, Maya and Wes's, and that was amazing. Speaking of Maya and Wes, we're actually past the year. They've been married for a year. That's so, great. Congratulations, Maya and Wes. And I don't think you listen to the show, but if you do, we had a blast. We should do another anniversary, and it should be a party. Hey. No? I'm just no. soliciting parties at this point. So anyway. Um, uh, yes, Captain? That's not the klaxon. What is that? I don't no, know what that's, that's from. That's that from one. That's from one of the Star Treks. Is that from Voyager? No. There it is. <laughs> that's Half Life. No, that's not Half Life. That's actually from. I think that's the sound that plays when the. Truth be told, all these sounds are when recycled. They're, when they're doing the emergency separation. Oh, oh, oh! I think oh, is yeah, what from that's the sa- from. The saucer section. So, um, yeah. I yes. Mean, I'm having fun. I'm having a good time. How are you over there? I'm doing great. You know what? You know what? What? All right, that's it. Dishonor. Dishonor on your whole family. Make a note of this. Dishonor on you. Dishonor on your cow. <laughs> 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 Uh, Bye. Gets he right through your arm. Wait. Well, you know, I, I, I'm noticing a theme here. We're, we're playing, we're playing music and sound effects from some of our favorite movies. Yes, because you know what we haven't done in a long time. And TV shows. We haven't actually sat down and watched any of these amazing movies. And so, and so, since we're doing that, one of my favorite all-time movies is yes. is Dune. Oh yeah. Uh, specifically, Sci-fi. specifically the 2000, the Dune that came out in 2000. It was a three-parter. Right. It was a made-for-TV movie. And uh, it was phenomenal. There was one that came out in 1984 that I watched later. Right. And it was not nearly as good as kind of weird, a little... Some of the movies from the 80s were a little, like, whack. I guess would be the right word to use, right? Right. Absolutely. Um. So... Hey, that number I didn't recognize? Yeah. It was Nanny. Oh, yeah, nice. Hi, Nanny. She changed her number again. Wonderful. So anyway... anyway so, uh, we were talking about it the other day because um, the book is phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. And I have never read it all the way through. And so, my dad gave me an unabridged recording of the audiobook. And so, I listened to it. How I many guess, hours? 
20, <laughs> 24 hours. That's not too bad. 23 hours, something That's like that. That's not too bad. I just listened to a book the other day that was 56 hours. So, so, um, yeah, that was uh, that was Lord of the Rings was like, was like almost like 300 hours or something like well, that. Well, yeah, Lord of the Rings. You expect that from Lord of the Rings. I didn't expect that from The Count of Monte Cristo. But, but here's the crazy thing, though. Lord of the Rings, each book is like three books. Right. Which is why that is the biggest argument that I've heard from fans of Lord of the Rings, the books, and they didn't like the movies because instead of three movies, it should have been nine movies and then three movies. For The Hobbit, yeah. Yeah, it should have been three movies for The Hobbit, well, which they did. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. The fans have to remember. And this is one of the reasons why after listening to the book, Brooks, right. I'm okay with what he did. Well, because here's he, the thing. He cut here's out the, the thing. fluff stuff. No, no, no. Here's right? the thing. You have to remember that no one had ever done that before. No one had ever made director's cut version a four-hour long movie. True. True. And the director's cut since version, now listen, listen. Uh, the director's since, cut versions are amazing. Since no one had made a movie that long since like the Ben Hur Ten Commandments. Quova D well, and time those, period. Right. And those movies are only those those movies are only three hours long. But th- this is what my point is, is right? that no one had done that in like twenty years. Do I sound like I'm in a tunnel? It's just the Is it just the ears? Yeah, it sounds fine over there. Okay. It's just the ears. I feel like I'm but, in a tunnel. <coughs> I'm a lost toy. I'm a so, lost toy. Here's the thing is that no one had done that in a long time. Right. And it was kind of a risk. Right. Are it, these it really movies going to be popular? Because the argument was shorter movies, people are more willing to come back and watch them again. Right. What people didn't realize is that the issue wasn't that the movie was long. The, the issue was that the movies were crappy. Because if you look at movies like when you come out of the, the 50s and 60s, Which where you have epic movies, you have epics. Yeah. You have Ben Hur, Lord of the Rings, like I mentioned already. Or not Lord of the Rings, Ben Hur. Ben Hur. Uh, Ten Commandments, Ten Commandments uh, Quovedy, Gone with the Wind, Gone with Quovedy, the Wind. Yeah, exactly. You know, the these are epic these are movies, epics that even today you go and uh, watch them, and well, for the most part, let's let's throw down for a moment. And and why were those movies so good? Go ahead. Who was involved in them? You had caliber actors. Well, that's you yeah. had Charlton Heston. You had the man, the man, right? Who's the dude? Everybody. Everybody skips over, but he's the guy. He's the guy that uh, you you think about it, but you don't really even realize it. But he was the guy who brought movies and 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 like I I would argue from the history that I've done of him. Um, We're talking about Yol Brenner. Yol Brenner. Okay, I'm like yeah. There's only one person that that kind of changed the movie world exactly, and that's the history I've done of Yol Brenner is that <clears throat> he is like. He he shifted how movies were done. Him and and even John Wayne, the the way they did stuff, well, brought and, it into a and a also era. also Yul Brynner brought. He was one of the first guys to to bring uh, Japanese epics. Right. Well, he went and Asian got all Asian of those. Asian epics. Yeah. And turned the, and Americanized them. Right. I mean that's the whole inspiration. Or, or a large inspiration for Star, Star Wars. Wars, and we've talked about this before. Well, is is a uh, uh, kind of 
Kamiyana Nucci or whatever his name was. <sighs> yeah, I'm not even going to. I'm not even going to. I butchered his name. You, I probably wasn't just, even remotely right. You just butchered. I don't even think you were even close to anything. <laughs> um, <laughs> that is true. <laughs> but, yeah, he brought. That oh, was the story. You know, it's that's the. much better. <laughs> but here's the thing, though. So let's go back to Dune. Right. So Dune. And I've talked about this before also. Dune was also the inspiration for Star Wars. And what's funny is that after listening to the book, I see it more now than even watching the movies. Right, right. Because, uh, you know, the little details that are cut out for the movie. Because it's, you know, you can't, you can't fit 24 hours into, a th- into even a three-parter that's an hour. Each, each one's an hour long. Right. Talking about three and a half, almost four hour long movie. Even that, you don't have enough space to fit everything into that. Exactly. You've got to make space for the movie. Right. You know? And so, but even still, you, I can see the, the aspects of Star Wars. You know, the, the weirding way is the right. force. Right, of course. And. Well, it all crosses over. I mean, and it, it all it's all the diff- it's all the stuff. Itself. He's got the you know the mystical guy that that Paul, the main character, Paul, Paul Deep, he meets this mystical guy who teaches him how to do right. So this what we're, special what we're stuff doing right now is we're comparing Dune to Star Wars. Star Wars, right? Yeah. And you have so you have that. You've got his uh, his. Uh, well, what, once again, here's the other side of it. Just to throw out there, the caliber of the writer, right? So we talked about caliber of the actors, right? But the calibers of the writers. Yeah, that's true for right? sure. Absolutely. Frank, Frank Herbert, like the amount Herbert. of time he spent, right, to write that. And I haven't done much research on Frank Herbert. So Frank but, Herbert. But everybody. So. Well here, well, here, everybody knows Tolkien, right? Right. Tolkien literally created uh, his own language. Right. Right? Why? Because he wanted to. Well, that's. That's amazing. C.S. Lewis. Right, these guys that wrote these books. There's a reason why these books are so engaging, is because they're so far outside of what a you know what a basic person would do. But the other side of that, of course, is how long did it take Tolkien to write Lord of the Rings, right? And all the things that went along with it. Well, I can tell I you mean, that it was, it was years. I can tell you that C.S. Lewis didn't take that long to write the Chronicles of Narnia. No, he actually released them uh, one year after another, and he was actually done at four and a half years. He had them all written. He wrote all seven books in four and a half years. Well, I mean, when you have, when you have, okay, so that brings up a whole other point, and that other point is inspiration, supernatural inspiration. Yeah, right. Um, C.S. Lewis was, uh, you know, all these all these men were gifted. There's no question there, but but in C.S. Lewis's case, in particular, th- those are those are specific allegories. So. Uh, Frank Herbert, since you yeah, mentioned you yeah, don't know yeah, much jump, about him, he was actually a newspaper writer. He actually owned a newspaper company. I would pay money. <laughs> and, and so here's the <laughs> to, thing. To read his news. <laughs> From when he was a little kid, he always wanted to be a writer. He always knew he wanted to be a writer, so he became a newspaper writer because that was all they had. Right. And then through his newspaper right. company, he started writing Dune. He wrote the entire Dune series and then another 20 books along with the Dune series. Wow. So I don't know what they are. I haven't looked any of them up yet. I just, at the end of the f- audiobook, the guy went through a list of things that Frank Herbert had done. And it was incredible. And I was like, wow, this guy is an amazing guy. You know, these writers are epic writers. 
Well, and so that's that's why, at least with Lord of the Rings, right? Now, now we now here's the other side of this, I, and I say that a lot. There's multiple sides to everything. Um, you can say a, here's good, another side to it's it. It's a good segue. Um, so Lord of the Rings came out. The first one came mm-hmm. out in two thousand one. Yeah. That's twenty years. Yeah. I mean, that was twenty years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I was watching some clips from it the other day, and I I love the movies. I yeah. love the books, but I love the movies. I love the Lord of the Rings. I'm a big fan of the Hobbit. Um, I never read the Lord of the Rings before I saw the movies. I saw the movies first. Okay. Um, and so I wasn't so disappointed. I was. I didn't know that it was multiple parts. So when they got to the end of Fellowship of the Ring and are rowing off in the boat, I was pissed. Right, because I was at the movies with my with uh, with a good friend of mine at the time, um, and uh, <laughs> wow, who I was at the movies with. Holy cow! Um, sorry, <laughs> my ex-wife's first husband. Um, <laughs> wow! <laughs> so small world, small eh? World, eh? <laughs> um, so we're at the movie, yeah, and and he's like, he loved him, you know, and so I'm 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 all excited, you know, and and so we watched this movie, and I'm I mean it was amazing. And right. I fell in love with it. Then we get to the end of the movie, and I'm and I was upset. I'm like, "What the heck, man? They didn't make it to Mordor. You know what is going on?" And he goes, "Oh, there's two more movies." And I was like, "Oh, you you suck." So now I can't read the books because I've already started down this journey of the right, movies right. first. You know, so when they ended, I read I read The Hobbit. Um, and so when the when the three movies were done, I read The Hobbit, and then when The Hobbit came out, you know, I loved it. You know, I thought you were like did, a giddy I, child. I, I was. I was super excited, and I and I was super happy for all the things that he did for the nerds. Like he put the songs in it, and he did. You know, he did those things. And so, what I was going to say was, is that Peter Jackson, to me, Peter Jackson is that guy who who is of the same caliber of writer as these other guys. Okay, I would say, you know, or to to some degree or another. You know, well, so here's the thing, because you ha- you're taking a story that is already written and literally creating another story out of it, but well, still paying, uh, paying homage I, to I the love, first one. I love when you have these guys and you're like, wow, this guy was a great writer. And then you find out the context. So right. so this is something that I that triggered my brain because I, I actually haven't finished listening to this part. It's actually it's a it's an addendum at the end of the book. To the Dune? To the Dune. Okay. I need to get those from so, you. So apparently he went through and created a backstory. <laughs> okay. To Like a short story but a backstory? It's a backstory to the culture, to different aspects of the culture, how different aspects of the future religions came about, okay. all these different things. And it's one of those things where it's like you're. I'm listening to it and I'm like, this is the reason why you can create such an in-depth story seemingly on the fly, these guys. Right. Because they 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 have They have a backstory. They have a backstory ready. And and it's it's hilarious because I'm listening to it and I'm like, okay, I totally see where he's drawing from. You know, this is he wrote it in the sixties. Okay. Right? Yeah. And so I, I totally see the themes of the sixties. And he's totally being critical of the themes of the sixties. Well, and a lot of these guys you have, did that. You have, um, uh, they are, you know, he's 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 talking about the addiction to the spice. Right. Drugs. And it's, you know, it's the drugs. 
And he's talking about at the time in the 60s, there was this pretty heavy push towards unifying all the religions. Right. Into one religion and blah. And everything is relative and, and everyone's right and not right. And he talks about that in his backstory. Okay. And so throughout the book, they talk about this thing called the Orange Catholic Bible. Okay. And so what the Orange Catholic Bible is, because it's not in any of the books, but the Orange Catholic Bible is essentially a book that is the all of the major religions joined together and wrote a, wrote a religious manual. It sounds like the Unification Church. It, it's it's just, <laughs> and and he totally he totally he he nails it on the head with what would happen if someone did that, right? They're you know they they spend years and years and years trying to create this unified religion. Blah blah blah. When they finally release this book, the religious groups that they represent don't accept them, and you know you've got all these leaders that are lynched, right? Or right, they yeah. or they recant. Or whatever, you know, it's like all this different stuff that happens, and it's like, yeah, this is what would happen. Because the reason why, and he even talks about this, he talks about the reason why religion does this is because religion, most religion, is inherently violent. That makes sense. And and it is it, it, it is a, realistically, it's a realistic statement. Yeah. Re- religion throughout history has either been in its foundation or has been used to facilitate violence. Right. So you have you have things like Islam and stuff like that that uh you know Islam and the Mormons and and a couple other religions that are I don't want to say inherently violent but because of because of the vagaries that they have in their religion towards violence, there tends to be larger numbers of people that are violent from them. Wouldn't you wouldn't you agree? Yeah. In Islam and, and Mormons and stuff like that. You have you have a tendency to have more violent people in them because of the vagueness. The, it, it, what it, what I believe it comes down to is the is the like you said vagueness, the, and and uh, it is there is so. Well, I, and, I've, and I've heard this I've heard this compared before. So since since we're on the subject, right? So into the religious realm, right? So just vaguely, just, we're gonna we're yeah, gonna yeah, yeah, we'll, rush we'll into it and, and then go over it. But 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 the, but the thing is, is that you know I, I had this conversation with someone the other day. We was talking specifically about Islam. And, and I said, you know, the, the problem with Islam, the problem with the statement that they are peaceful Islamics, pe- peace, uh, peaceful Muslims, okay, is that um, Islam itself is not a peaceful religion, right? It can be to a degree, but it can only be that way if you if you throw certain things out of the Quran, right? And so... Or, or well, and this is what my point is: is that or reinterpret it because the language that or, was written in or reinterpret it. Each 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 word can be translated anywhere from it, three to five different ways. Right. And so, but the and, argument, and in some cases, you could have a sentence depending on how it interprets that doesn't make any sense. Right. But the argument is this: is that in Christianity, because they said, well, Christianity. is... So this is what I was going to say. Hold on. Christianity's been violent. So this and this is what I was going to say. 
about this. This is where I was going with yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. With the vagueness and the ambiguity. Exactly. Where has Christianity been violent in history, specifically? Well, you have the Spanish in, Inquisition. In places and situations where access to the actual, actual text, text is restricted. restricted. Yep, absolutely. That's Spanish Inquisition. They weren't allowed to have the Bible. The Spanish Inquisition, all of the Crusades, Yep. Minus, yep. including the first one. Did anybody th- get to read it but the priests? No, only the priests. And even then, only a few of them. Like, I, I read stories of the, the priests that would go with the the knights on the crusade, and they didn't even have the word of God. Yeah, and so you have you have situations where it's like the you know the Christian the Christian armies show up. You know the the French Christian and the armies, and yeah. the Romans or the French and the and the British and the German armies. They're pushing through Asia Minor, which is Turkey, right? And you have the Byzantine Empire. They're Christians. The Byzantine Empires were Christians, right? Eastern Orthodox Christians, and they're slaughtering them. Why? Because the priest told them these are not, these are unholy pagans who need to be slaughtered. It's like, right. no, you're killing off Christians that believe the same thing you believe. That's ridiculous. Yeah. But it's because of a restriction to knowledge. To knowledge. And so you get that in... And look at what happens as soon as knowledge is not restricted, who are the violent ones? As soon as knowledge is not restricted... The ones who still want to restrict the knowledge. Of course. Which is what we're currently dealing with. It's actually what we've been dealing with since... Right. So this brings since up... Since the Renaissance. So this brings up a statement. Okay. I saw a post on Facebook the other day, uh, Instagram the other day, that said, at what point... Uh, uh, tell me a time when ever the good guys were the ones restricting uh, free speech and literature. Like, at what point in history were the good guys, you know, never has that ever been, right? Okay. It's always been the bad guys that restrict literature, right? And people are, of course, talking about World War II and the Nazis and in our current history, right? Um, and, and I was listening to a, uh, I was listening to a, uh, an actually a relatively famous um, talk show, um, and he made a comment, I'm not going to say his name, um, but he made a comment that said, well, there has been times where the good guys were restricting um, you know, li- literature or whatever, and he didn't go into it. But I, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm not a, I'm not as much of a history buff as you are, a little bit, but not, not nearly your level. But I do enjoy history, and I do a little bit of that. I don't remember any part in history where the good guys so were restricting so literature here, and here's, language. Here's the thing: is that in the 21st century, we we have begun, and we haven't begun. It's something that's been happening for years. And it's just become prevalent now. We have changed the definition of things so much that we look back on the past and we can't even comprehend why certain things were done and certain things were said. Right. And we don't even understand the the reasoning behind the people doing what they were doing. So I know exactly what he's talking about. Because if you look back through American history... You have righteous, honorable men that made very vehement arguments about restricting access to specific things. Okay, like? Pornography. Okay. Which can technically be literature and art. Right, okay. 
um, certain certain documentations of things. For example, actually one of the best examples, and I think this is fantastic, that you're bringing this up right now because you just mentioned the Nazis in World War II. Right. Do you know what a book was that was on the banned list in the United States? Mein Kampf. Mein Kampf. Do you know why? Because it's his manifesto. Because it was pornographic. Because, oh, because it was pornographic. I didn't know that. I've never read it. So. Because it, because it depicted violence, and it depicted lewdness. Oh, gotcha. And it depicted all of these different things. And the Nazis were so insistent on it being spread that they actually created, I guess you could call a PG-13 version. Really? For the United States. So that it could get spread. So that they could spread it in the United States, so they could spread their propaganda in the United States. And a guy found it who was from Europe and said, this is Mein Kampf. And brought light to it, and it was banned as well. Really? And so... Okay, so there has been time. There has been times, but... And this is why I started by saying that definitions of things have been changed. Right. And the reasons for things have been changed. Why was it being restricted? It's not enough to say... It was restricted. They restricted it. Right. And stop there. History is more than just the single event. Why were they restricting it? They were restricting well, it... History is the context. Because they were restricting it because it was dangerous. And not dangerous in a good way. Not dangerous in a people being enlightened to freedom people being enlightened to know that i have rights i don't have to take this from you i have my own rights right right that is not the same kind of dangerous right when i'm talking about dangerous in the case of mein kampf i'm talking about people read mein kampf and the conclusion was round up all the jews and black people, and all of the gypsies, and all of the deviants in society, and, and kill them, them all. all. Yep. There, there is nothing okay about that. No. There is nothing acceptable about that. About any type of, of aside. Of geno- yeah, of genocide. Of any of type any of kind. aside. That's why I said it aside. Because it's any type. Genocide. <laughs> all the different asides. So... But what, so what's so, wrong? What are you looking at? I'm just looking at your voice on it because you're killing because it's loud. Right now, yeah, is it too loud on there? No, you're good. That's why I put it back here because I can hear it getting quieter in my ears. Yeah. So anyway, those headphones are also louder, by the way. They are. They're quite amazing. I like them. Um, but that's you know. So there have been times when stuff has been restricted. Right. But for a very good reason. Yeah, that, and that makes sense. That makes sense, and I and I'm not arguing that point. I just wanted to know. And and you know, and hold, hold that thought. We are. That was the bottom of the hour. I was just going to say we're that. Actually, I think we're. Yeah, we're we're really. I mean, we're past, but. Okay. It's the bottom of the hour. We're Pod Bros. A production. Uh, Sound Bros. Production. Productions. Productions. Um, Productions. The show today is sponsored by uh, Fink's Custom Gunsmithing. Uh, their mission is to keep you chambering. If you need anything, give Fink's Custom Gunsmithing a call. I would tell you the number, but I don't have it off the top of my head, and I didn't write a decent PA out. 
So, there we go. Um. Great. That's good. Yeah. So. Anyway. Anyway, we're back. <laughs> yeah, thank you. We never left. We never went we anywhere. We never went anywhere. What should we do now? Lunch. Um. So. So yeah. That, so that 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 I mean that was that answered my question because that I mean that's what I was wondering about because it was like, I mean, but at the same time, now now that you brought it up, you right. It, it is. It's not just the history of the learning of the history. It is the context of why that was a thing in history. And so now what we're dealing with in this current culture of cancel mob, you know, and and uh, and this wokeness, quote unquote, um, is they're canceling things and and coming against things that don't make sense. So I heard that they they're on the, the hunt right now for uh, for Pepe Le Pew. No, that's been a thing for a while. Has it been? Yeah. So. Um, that and this. Oh, gosh, yeah. The 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 uh, the hate symbol or whatever. Yeah, yeah. The other part of it is I was listening to a, another of my uh, favorite shows, uh, um, conservative talk shows, and uh, and they were talking about this whole interview with uh, Meghan Markle and and Oprah. Oh yeah, Prin- Prince Harry. Prince Harry, and and she's and she's complaining. Yeah, it's the big thing right now. Um, and she's complaining that she was bullied by the royal family, and they're and they're racist. And they're racist. To which, my response: This is not his response. This is my response. My response is, yeah, duh. <laughs> like, come on. First and foremost, as my as my as the show that I listened to, the host said, first all, first of all, who cares about the royal family? Like for real, you know. The truth of the matter is, and this is something that we've lost in in the 21st century, and I think even even in places that are kingdoms, they've lost this as well. The royal family. This is and this is something that you see in Tolkien and C.S. Lewis and a couple other people. There is a specialness about the royal family. Yes. And it's something that we've lost, and, and, and it's kind of funny that it, it's taken this, someone right. who's clearly not from, royal. she's not from England. She's not royalty. She's not royalty. You don't understand how royalty works. Royalty, they, I mean, I hate to say it this way, but they get to do what they want. Yep. And, and, and there is a certain restriction on that, hence the Magna Carta. Right. You know, where you had, but... Oops. In that, but in that same regard, though, for our listening audience, explain the Magna Carta. Well, that's what I was just about to do. Okay. So, and I'll, I'll, okay, I'll explain so, it. So, Nick, I'll, what exactly? Thank you. Is thank the you. Magna Carta? I'll explain it this way instead of explaining it the way I was going to say. So, um, uh, it was King Richard, I think. All right. I'm. I apologize that I'm not. 100% on the history of this. I should be. How dare you? But, um, How anyway. Dare you know more history than anyone I've ever met in my life. There was a. Thank you very uh, much. You know what? I'll just do it this way. No names. It, it's easier that way. No <laughs> names. No names. No dates. No names. Just, there was a king. <laughs> he was exceptionally cruel. 
They went to war. He died at war. His his uh, his son took over. In the process of his son taking over, the dukes and lords cornered the son who became king and said, all right, so you're going to be king. We're going to be okay with you being king, but you have to sign this. Oh, nice. And so the, essentially what the Magna Carta Basically, is. Basically royalty holding royalty accountable. That's exactly what it is. And this is what, my, this is what I was going to say, is that even though they're restricting the royal family, technically speaking, lords and dukes are still royalty. Absolutely. And and that's a concept that we've that we've that we don't understand as Americans, we definitely don't understand. Right. But I've noticed that as the world has continued on, people don't realize the Queen of England, it's kind of a big deal. She's still the queen. She is in charge. Yep. It's it's something that people don't understand. The the king of Saudi Arabia, he's he's the king of Saudi Arabia. Yeah. He's in charge. He is sovereign. Th- that it's something that is is a well, and and I think the reason that we've lost that is because in America, we stood up and said, "No, you can't treat us that way." And in that. Right. Well, I I don't think that that's what it is, actually, Luke. I think that I think that what it is is that we have lost the respect for any authority. That well, that's what I was going to say. Because our, because the thing is is that we have treated the president, yeah, for almost our entirety as as a country, as a king, as a king, yeah, a temporary a, king, a voted king, but a king, and and we have such reverence in the past for our president, yep. king, that well, we, we continue to call them that after, after they're the done. So we had this And we talked about this the this, other day. Yes, we had this discussion the other day. There is, um, well, we were discussing this in the realm of pastor, right? Yeah, that's actually we, what we were talking we were, about. We were talking about this in the realm of pastor. You know, if, if you are, if, if you have been ordained, it, you, you actually, are. It's actually a better way to say it is this. If you have assumed the role of pastorship, okay. Regardless of ordaining, okay, yeah, no, I agree. With of you. anything, if you have assumed the role of the of the shepherd, right? Yep. And in, in, in any way, in any way, shape, or form, and this doesn't. And I'm going to go one step further than our yep. conversation. Yep. Please, this doesn't just include church, traditional Christian. Yeah. The priest. The bishop, yep, they're the pastor of their church, right? Oh, well, and that's what I was going to say is is if you have taken any type of, um, the the term of course is the cloth, right? Yeah, right? man of the cloth, a yeah, man of the cloth. If if you have taken any part of that, the cloth, the clergy, or anything like that, the the statement that we were we were going off of is that there was there was a pastor that made a statement about he was talking to people and they called him pastor so and so. Right, and he and he responded with, "Well, I'm not their pastor," and to our response of, "The heck you're not." <laughs> right. Well, well, and the issue is, is that it's statements like that that lead to a a disrespecting of a of an office of the off. Right, and that's what I was getting to. The is, office of is the, the office the office of, of, the of the pastorship, and in the same vein, the office of the president. Of the president. It's a title. It's a title that you take on, and you shouldn't ever lose that. 
So let's take it that step further. And so here, here's the thing, and, and this is it's it's funny because part of this was our conversation. Yep. Um, someone who was a pastor who stopped being a pastor, people from his church called him pastor so and so for for a time. Yep. And he told them to stop. And he told them to stop. So I was just at a wedding, right. this last weekend, and one of my very very good friends, and he had invited. So he's in a church that's had multiple pastors come in and out of it. For various reasons. Right. But he has a very good relationship with most of them. And so he invited them all to come to his wedding. And they did. And they did, which is awesome. speaks volumes and is amazing. So anyway, one of them is not actually a pastor right now in, in the term of he's actively in, pastoring. In, in the term of him actually having a church. And yet, all of the guys who were under him call when he him. was pastor call him pastor, pastor so-and-so. Right. Why? Because he carries... Because he's still pastor. Because he's still pastor. Because it doesn't matter if you have a church right now or not. It doesn't matter if you are actually holding the office of the president right now or not. You're still president. It doesn't matter if Bill Clinton slept around for eight years. Let's take it one step further. Let's make this modern. It doesn't matter that we believe that Joe Biden stole the election and is occupying... The White House illegally. Right. He is in the office and acting as the president of the United States. He's taken the office of the president. He is the president of the United States. He, he is President and he Joe now Biden. Carries that title. He's President and, Joe Biden. And That's we all there may is to it. we may disagree with what he's doing. We may disagree of how he did it, but he did it. And that I think, and let me take it a step further than our conversation that we had the other day, um, which n- you guys are not getting the privy of that. Um, but further than that is, why is that a thing? Because where did royalty come from in the first place? You took it. Right. Right? right? The, how did the king become the king? How did the duke become the duke? We, we read the stories of, uh, hang on, we read well, the stories of, of King Arthur where he was, born, he was born into royalty, but that was further down the road. Back in history, you became that by being... The one who led. Well, and so here's and the, took the leadership. So here's the thing, though, is that, and this is the reason why I mentioned C.S. Lewis at the beginning, because C.S. Lewis actually believed that people are born to royalty, not necessarily born in royalty, but born to royalty, meaning that there are people that are royal. Oh, I I believe that, and it's something that I, I you see it when you see someone that <laughs> we people ab- we it's, absolutely it's, believe that. it is. It is it is crazy. You watch someone and it's like everyone just follows this guy. Yep. Everyone just he goes somewhere, everybody follows him. He says something, everyone's like, "Okay, let's do this now." And it's like, "What? What is this? What what is that?" And it's like, well, "It's royalty." Why are they following this guy? Because he's royal. And and the thing is is that and this is something that George Washington talked about. And I think he talked about it in terms of Thomas Paine's common sense. Because Thomas Paine's common sense said the, Jew, the, the Jewish nation, the Israelites, right. they insisted on having a king. Right. Instead of having a judge. Right. What is a judge? A judge is what we just described. This guy just leads. He's just amazing at leading. 
Well, and, and you could very easily say, and why is that? This is a gifting from God because he got a gifting from God, right? And so he's gifted to Especially lead. Especially within the, in the within the within the Israelite realm, right? Exactly. And so they God, insisted on God a king. Said. <laughs> so they insisted on a king, and, right. and God said, "All right, you're going to have you a king. king. You get a king." And what's funny is that, sure, they had kings, but yet you still have Samuel judging. Yep. You still have Nathan the prophet judging. You still have. You know, Eli the prophet and Elisha the prophet judging yep. with the king. The king's in charge, but they're the one who's judging. And, Why? And throughout all of that, the kings may are causing problems, problems, constant issues. And with the exception and, of a few. And so, <laughs> and right? so what Thomas Paine's common sense argues is that we needed to remove the kingship and have a more providential. Oh, I like that. Yeah designation for how our leaders are picked. Providence. Meaning we vote. God guides the voting process. Right. And it's the reason why our voting process has been the way it is for years. And I think that it's part of the reason why in the last two elections, and I, I said this before that I think that such a the, the election two years ago was stolen as well. Oh, no doubt. But in the last election, why there's been such a fight against how we do our election process, on how it works, on and why it's been this building thing, because we do our elections a specific way. And because we do our elections a specific way, there tends to be less fraud. Right. Right. Until we completely change everything. Right. Exactly. And then suddenly there's so much fraud that it's it's so it's so blatant that you have to say if you're on the side of the fraud you have to say oh there's no fraud at all right because it's so just so, so ridiculous so let me get back to what I was saying so Thomas Paine said that in his common sense yeah and you hear George Washington saying something similar to that when the Continental Army wanted to make him king right and he said yeah I'm a great guy you guys all want to follow me I'll lead but not as king but here's the problem though. <laughs> My son not, might not necessarily be cut out for this. Right. And, and that is... Have, and we have that in history. That is such a telling statement because in, in 240 years of presidents and elections, yep. how many times has a father and son been elected? Twice. In over... 45 presidents, well, yeah. only two sets of them have been father and son. So that, of course, we know the most recent, which is Bush and Bush. And and so I would say that George Washington nailed it on the head. Absolutely. Because, because that is to, to, to be cut of the same cloth as your father is rare. And if you look at these two pairs, they really were cut of the same cloth. They were. John Quincy Adams was very similar to John Adams in a lot of the things that he did. Yeah. Bush and Bush Sr. Oh, they're like the same person. They, they were peas in a pod. Yep. George H., George W. And so this is, this is what my point is, is that this is what George Washington's point was. Well, and, I'm, and I'm reiterating that. And, and it's what we're going around and round and round in circles. Right, but and we're not actually talking about the real issue because we moved away from it right away. But the issue is, are you royalty? Yeah. 
Because if you're royalty and you're in the royal family and the royal family throws down. You throw down back. You pick it up. Yep. And you say, you dropped this. And they're like, oh, excuse me. I didn't realize that you knew how to throw down. My bad. You can be part of the family now. Well, and, and that's what I was going to say. Why, is- why, is, why is the relationship between Harry and, Harry Meghan, and Meghan so much different than Kate Middleton and, and, and uh, what is it? Prince George? Wow. My brain is totally going yeah. blank right now on what his name is. Well, I, well, let me. Since you're going to look, he's it up. not my king anyway, so who cares? Right. Well, that's no, the but 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 this is what my point is: their relationship with the crown is completely different, and the reason. Go ahead. No, no, no. What is it? The reason is. She's put in that situation. I'm sure she's put in the exact same situation. No doubt. Because you're marrying my son, my grandson. I am going to call you on the carpet, on everything. And I'm going to give it right back to you. Because why? Because I'm royalty. And this is how it works. Yep. And if I, I want you to know that when you're gone, I am going to continue the traditions of the crown. Yep. And so what, why is it so diametrically different for Harry and this chick? Megan. Megan, thank you. Uh, and Megan is because Megan is the American version, quote unquote, of what of what we as a society have created into royalty, which is the celebrity, right. which is not royalty. And so she is uh, darker skinned, and so therefore has the race pull on everything. You know what question I would have asked? I would have asked the exact same question. I wonder what color the kid's going to come out. I wonder if the genes are going to come out strong if you have a child and he's going to come out darker than normal. Right. Darker than, sorry, not that it's abnormal at all, sorry. (laughs) But darker than our normal, right? I mean, here's the other side of this. This is years of them knowing who's, they they can trace, who, who traces their bloodline. Right. Royalty does. How far back? All the way back. Right? Well, they can trace their royal family back to know how long this particular family has been king and queen of England. Has been king and queen of England. Yeah, absolutely. It can it goes way back. And you throw this you throw a mutt into the mix is what you did. Well, and the the truth of the matter is is that she really isn't a mutt. No. And She's and not. and this is this is I think I'm saying mutt and bloodline. I think this is the biggest issue with this whole race thing. Is that you're you're claiming that you deserve reparations. <laughs> and the reality is do you really? Yeah. Can you really trace your entire lineage back to slaves? Yeah. Can you really Yeah, are are they really? And if they were, uh, were they freed slaves? Or or Wait. Or let me answer the question for you. Hold on a sec. Let hold me on ask- a sec. No, no, no. I'm going to ask a better question. <laughs> okay. Can you trace your family back to slaves or slave owners? Oh, right. Because the slave Madam owners, Vice President. The slave owners slept with their Madam Vice President all the time, whose family were slave owners. Ah. 
Boy, that, that throws a monkey wrench and everything. Hey, if you don't vote for him, you ain't black. Sorry. I can't Th- help it. Thank you. What the heck is this? Well, you didn't vote for him, so you ain't black. Well, so. I, I ain't black anyway, so. True. Truth. If that ain't the truth, you should know the truth. The there whole it truth. is. That's what Nothing I'm looking for. Truth. Are you looking for the names still? Looking for their stinking <laughs> names, man. They have a they have a royal they have a website called royal.uk and it is completely and totally useless. Just give me their freaking names. You know, and in, and it in shouldn't reality, be this difficult. You know, in reality, we uh you know, we should care a little bit about the king and queen, you know. Well, the queen. We haven't had a king in a while, have we? No, he's uh, yeah, right, he's not technically king. It's the duke. He, yeah, he's the... And why is that, actually, just out of curiosity? <laughs> so, funny story. Um, did you ever heard of a thing called the Hundred Year War? No. So, the Hundred Year War was a war between England and France, and it was fought over uh, control over the two countries. Oh, okay. So, you have, in England, you have two groups. You have the Saxons and the Normans. Right. Saxons being from Saxon Germany, and the Normans being from Normandy, France. Okay. So, both of them uh, settled in the British Isles. Yeah. And the result was the British. Um, So, you had Saxon lords and dukes, and you had Norman lords and dukes. Right. Of course. We know that. Um, And so, what would happen is... Robin Hood. Yeah. Actually, that's Robin Hood. um, Ivanhoe. Ivanhoe. Talks about that a lot. Yeah. So, um, the Normans... Traced their lineage from Rome. Okay. The Saxons traced their lineage from Germany, hence okay. Saxon Germany, which is actually is a place still. It's one of the ter- it's one of the uh, I don't know what they call them, a state in Germany. Okay. Um, it's a, one of the southern states. Anyway, uh, so the Normans would look down on the Saxons. You see that all through right. Robin Hood and yeah. Ivanhoe and, and, and all the that. The Saxons crap. wanted to unite everybody. I mean, yeah, the Saxons wanted to be united. So after a period of time, typical French. Yeah. Anyway, so they what what they would do is the the king the the king of England would marry his son to the princess of France, right? You know, and then their child would be able to claim control over both. Yeah, yeah. But then another person in France would say, "But I have claim over the French crown." Blah blah blah. They'd and fight with each other. Forth, yeah. So anyway, this got to a, came to a head, and they were in at war for a hundred years, going back and forth over this. After that point. There was some stuff that went on, and the this was around the time of the Magna Carta and everything. They passed a law that said only direct bloodline can be king or queen of England. Wow. To prevent, I married the princess from France, or the, or the prince from Germany married right. the princess from England. So the queen didn't have any brothers. So so the no she did. Oh she. But she inherit because she's the next in line. Oh, okay. So she inherited the crown. How old is she anyway? She's been the queen forever. She is, I think, ninety plus. Wow. She's coming up on a hundred years. I'd say that's a supernatural health. So right. Anyway, yeah. Well, that's you know, the royal family. There's a reason why the royal family is the royal family. They're hardy people. Yeah. And what's funny is that most of the time, most of the genetic deviations that you find within within breeding is actually the extended family, which actually hasn't... I think they've moved away from that now because they've started 
monitoring the genetic right. variations, which is part of the reason why they've let people marry into the family that are not royalty, necessarily British or uh, European royalty. Interesting. Um, but anyway, so there's actually a law. I want to marry into the family. So there is actually a law that states that when they marry into the royal family, they, to a certain extent, give up their rights. So, really good example. The uh, the Duke of Chamberlain, I think, or or Wales, or whatever his name is, he's the Queen's husband. Okay, he has royal claims in Greece, Germany, and one other place. Really, that he technically gave up to marry the Queen. To marry the Queen. So he must like her a lot. Uh, he's been with her for quite a while. That's awesome. Um, so, once she dies, and so she can name her her successor. Okay. Um, and she's named... Why can I not... I, I couldn't find it, by the way. Isn't it George? No. I thought it was Henry. Henry. Is it Prince Henry? Henry and Harry. Yeah. So she named him her successor. Okay. So he will become so he will become king. king of England. But uh Kate will remain she won't become queen. She'll become the she'll stay the whatever title she has. So it's Prince Harry, which is Markle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Prince Henry, Duke of Gloucester. Gloucester. No, that's not that's not him. Is that his dad? I think so. Yeah. So his dad. That was a big. That was a big That was a big issue when she decided. It's not Henry. It's not Prince Henry. Hang on. I yeah. So Prince Henry is the dad. Yeah, Prince Henry is the. So Prince Harry is the Duke of Sussex. Right, and she's the Duchess of Sussex. Sussex. Yeah. Uh, younger son of Charles, Prince of Wales, and Diana, Prince of Wales, and he is the sixth in line of succession to the British throne. He's sixth in line, long ways away. <laughs> yeah, they they definitely um, So anyway, what my so it's and it's funny because I've noticed that there are certain people that I watch that they're... So, they're, did, so did she become so a she, duchess? Yeah, so she's the Duchess of Sussex. Okay. So there's, there's stuff I've noticed. There are certain people that their politics have changed over time. Um, and uh, uh, what's his name? Pierce? Uh, you know what I'm talking about, right? Pierce um, Morgan. Morgan, yeah. Yeah. So he's a fairly liberal guy. Right. Or he has been in the past. But I've noticed that as time has gone on, he has become more and more moderate to conservative in the way that he thinks. Prince William. William, that's what it is. Prince Bill. Prince Bill, <laughs> yeah. Boy, he is, a, he is a very English dude. Yeah, he's definitely got the, uh, the English genetics he's there. He's very regal. The dude's re He looks regal. Minus the... Balding top. Nah, that's okay. 
Balding just, is a just go with it, bro. Balding is a sign of masculinity. Prince William, and so she named him the. She named him the the successor. So he's first in line. Duke of Cambridge. He's the Duke of Cambridge. Right. Exactly. So anyway, um, well, and he he married who is it? What's her name? Kate. Oh yeah, and they're a great couple, but they're also not. They're also not Harry and, and Meghan because Harry and Meghan are pining for the spotlight. Uh, William and, and Kate just exist. Right. Right. Right? Yeah, and that's the thing is that it's like, you know. Here we are. This is what it is. Here here we are, you know, whatever. We are royalty. This is what it is. You know, it's just, it's your, it's your, you're doing your part. Yep. That's exactly and, and I it. think that's the thing that bothers me the most about this, this stuff is that it's like, you 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 married into this. This is your job. Right. Right. And and, and on this side of it, if you're not going to do your job, just shut up. Just shut up about it. Yeah. Oh, this tell all interview with Oprah. It's like who cares? And and let's go there for a minute. Who I, the freaking crap cares about no, no, Oprah? No, no, no. Let's go there for a minute because I was already going there a little bit already. Do but it. But really they bullied you. Did they hurt your little feelings? Yeah, you live in a $15 million mansion are in you Southern a, California. Are you a little baby who can't handle... Six bedrooms, nine bathrooms. Who can't handle being part of the royal family? Yeah, that's exactly it. And and let's be honest. Neither could They're Harry. being racist. Not, neither could Harry. They're, they're being racist, really? So So when I was in college, I took a... Quite a few anthropology, archaeology, uh, the history of human classes. Okay. One of the classes we did was determining uh, locations of origin of people. Okay. And the guy, he started the class by saying, okay, first things first, skin color means nothing. nothing. And it was like, okay. And so then he puts up on the screen a couple different skeletons. And he's like, I am going to tell you where these came from. I don't have to see anything but the skeletal structure. Really? And he pointed out some specific things on the face, skeletal structure of this and that. Then he went to the next slide. And it's the person. Uh-huh. And you're like, wow, I would have never guessed that. Wow. I would have never guessed that these people all trace their heritage, all these people of color all trace their heritage back to Northern Europe. I would have never guessed that because wow. they make such a big deal about, oh, I'm a person of color. Skin color. I'm black. I'm this. I'm that. No. You're clearly not because right. the bone structure in your face is a white person's face. Right. And you look at Megan, she's white. Yep. She, it's like, come on. Really? So what? You've got some extra pigment. Shut your mouth. Yeah, okay. Some of us, I'll say it, would kill for some extra pigment, okay? But, but you understand my point is, though, is that it's like... I walk into the sunlight what and is, burn like a lobster. You mentioned this earlier, but what would be the only real reason? For there to be racism. 
You're worried about the kids coming out looking weird. Yep. I'm going to tell you right now, if we were to change the pigment on your face, you'd look just like Kate Middleton. Oh, yeah. Because you've got the same genetics. Which is why they okayed you getting married in the first place. Hate to break it to you, but it's how it works. And you know what they're doing? Because you're new to the family. What do you do when you join a family? You get the hazing period? You get hazed. That's how it works. What happens when you go to high school? You get hazed. Nothing worse in the world since we're on the subject than this whole anti-bullying BS. You know what bullying does? It creates strong people. Yeah, unfortunately, people take it too far. Well, no, there's no argument there. But you know what the problem is? The problem is is that when it is taken too far, you have to defend yourself and stand up. We've said this. I've said this on the show before. You know what happened when I was in school? I got bullied. Why? Because I was little. I never I'm got still bullied. short. I never got bullied. Right? I've got a I've got a 24 inch inseam, and when I pull a bow back, I can't even pull it to its full extension because it's because my arms are so stinking short. <laughs> right? So what happened? I got bullied. What did I do? I threw down. Yep. When they took it too far, I threw down, and what happened? The bully backed off, and I remember the first time that I threw down, and got in trouble for throwing down and defending myself. And I remember very specifically my dad in the in the principal's office screaming at the principal. I just yelling at him because he was, he was I, I, and here I was coming home every day getting beat up. Right. You know, and so my dad said, you know what? You fight them off. If they start it, they talk bad about your mom. They started or they hit anybody weaker than you. You deal with it, and I'll back you up. Right, right. And it changed the day. But but the other side of that is there are people that won't do that. They take the school side. They back the school up. Well, right? here's, here's the thing. Because their kids aren't disciplined in what the did, first What place. did you just describe? It's a whole other What thing. did you just describe? Love. Chivalry. Oh, yes. You defend the weak. You defend yourself. And that's the issue. That's what it boils down to. Is that, yeah, sure, hazing is a thing. Trash canning people, silly string. That was it. When my freshman year, that was it. They tried. I I think somebody I think somebody got a swirly. Um, gross. Which was hilarious <laughs> because he totally deserved it. He was oh. one, he was one of those guys. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And a couple guys got trash canned, which was all. It, it was hilarious. It was all in good fun. Yeah. And there were some guys with some silly string, and it was just like. No big deal. Eh, I fought the kid for my freshman year and beat the senior up, so that was... I mean, for me, I didn't get any of that, but that's because... Well, that's because you're gigantor. That's because I'm a giant person who people were afraid of. Well, it's your it's your eyebrow ridge. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was just talking about that with someone today. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, uh, during the wedding, actually. One of the guys I was talking to, we were he was making a joke about... Uh, how he can trace his lineage back to Neanderthal. Neanderthals. And he had a freaking huge brow, bro. Did he really? Like. <laughs> oh, jeez. It was massive. <laughs> That's awesome. That's but awesome. it wasn't It wasn't this, though. Right. It was actually like. The whole thing? The whole thing. Like oh, wow. huge like eye sockets and everything. Like oh, it was man. just like, boom. <laughs> I can trace my lineage to Neanderthals. You don't say. Like, like one generation. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Well, the, okay, so and that that brings up a point, right? You just made a joke that was funny. We laughed, and it's over. And it's, but it's not. I mean, like, if that guy was sitting here, we would make that joke to I, his face. I, I made the joke. 
And he thought it was hilarious. Exactly. Exactly. So anyway, anyway. It, so this is you know. So anyway, uh, Pierce. I was going to talk about him real quick. So he actually quit Good Morning uh, Britain, really, or London, or whatever it is, because of this situation. Because he got into an argument with somebody about it. Because he's been he's very pro royalty. He's also pro pro freedom and pro speech, which is amazing that this shift has happened with him. Yeah, and so he ended up quitting the morning show or whatever their yeah. Good Morning Show or whatever. Yeah. I read a little bit of the article. Isn't he the one who did like the crazy roast of all the Hollywood people? Wasn't that him? Uh, I don't remember. But he did roast that that lady who was talking about. Uh, Racial prejudice in England, awesome. And she was. It's a great art. It's a great interview to watch because he just, he just, he absolutely just demolishes her argument. It's hysterical. Oh, those are the best. I mean, so. he he is ready with the facts and figures, and he just blows her out of the water. Awesome. Anyway, so I think that's it. I think we're at the end for now. So uh, next week we're going to be very busy, so we'll find another time that's not Monday or Tuesday to do the podcast. Yes. Maybe Wednesday, possibly Thursday. Thursday? Next week? Uh, Maybe. Friday next week? Friday next week. Saturday next week? Maybe. Sunday next week? Could maybe, be. Maybe maybe this week, Friday, and then we'll just air it on Tuesday. Oh. Uh, ah. uh, <laughs> oh. Oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs> Dear goodness. We were doing Star Trek stuff earlier. We were. So. That fits. That fits. Well. Incoming message, Captain. Should we? Uh, uh, I think we should probably call it. Should we call it quits? Call it quits. Uh, there is... Bagels and locks waiting for us. Deliciousness. So, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Pod Bros, a production of Sound, Sound Bros, Bros Productions. Productions. Um, if uh, if you enjoyed the show, give us a like, share it with your friends. Um, share your friends. Share your friends. Like your like. friends. <laughs> um, someday we'll have a Patreon up here, and then people can give us money. But money. Whatevs. What um, so. It was a good show. I thought we, I, I actually really enjoyed today. I enjoyed it as well. Uh, we hope you enjoyed the show and we hope you learned something because, as the saying goes, if you're not learning, you're, you're dying. dying. So stay, stay alive. alive and be me out. No?